match. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. As always, we've got Joey D, we've got Mikey V back this week, myself, the big ticket. Um, divisional round, guys, a lot to get into. Four games, but four big games. Um, let's jump right into it. Let's jump into the Ravens and the Texans. Ravens pretty much handled their business. Wasn't too much of an issue, certainly not in the second half. They pulled away and showed just how dominant they are. Uh, Mikey, let's go over to you. Walk me through that game. What'd you say? Well, you know, I saw a Texans team that was well-prepared in the first half and fought as hard as they could in the first half and looked like they were going to keep it somewhat competitive in the first half. And then in the second half, you just saw a team in Baltimore that's just uh, the class of the league right now. Um, and the Texans, no fault to them. Uh, you know, you got to you gotta tip your cap. Nobody had the Texans uh, at this point of the NFL season making it as far as they did with a rookie quarterback who had a spectacular year, first-year head coach who did a spectacular job with a roster that many didn't know if it was going to work. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's team was was a you know a hard nosed, tough playing team. Their offensive line committed way too many pre snap penalties to 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 have in a game of that magnitude. Uh, and C.J. Stroud, you know, he faced the best defense in football, and uh, that's that's what happens when you play the best defense in football, Cleveland Browns fans. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but Baltimore second half, they just they just put their foot on their throat and they finished them. And Baltimore right now, man, I saw some kind of stat um, that out of the last 11 wins that they've had, I think 10 have been against winning teams and they won by two touchdowns or more. This team is an absolute machine right now. They are running at full capacity, all three phases, special teams, defense, offense. They look spectacular. Lamar looks like he's playing as good as he's ever played. He ran a lot. He ran all over him pretty much. Uh, he made the throws when he had to make the throws. Um, but they're just, it's not even, it's not even one guy I could pull to a point to on Baltimore. I just think they're playing so well collectively. Uh, they're extremely well coached. They're going to be home again this week against the chiefs and, and that's it. Baltimore, uh, you know, just a dominant performance, a dominant performance in the second half. Joey D. Yeah. I mean, this team has looked very, very good for a while. Like Mikey said, I don't need to reiterate those points. I think that this team is, as well coached as any team in the league. I, I have sung John Harbaugh's praises for a long time. I think he's a great coach. I think um, Lamar um, has matured immensely. I think he's making smart plays. He's playing the position better than he's ever played it before. For long stretches of his career, he always looked to run first. He's established himself as a passer now, which makes him a dual threat. He's very hard to keep down and, um, they 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 prove they prove that you know at home too, which they're going to have home field up until you know the next game too, up until the, the Super Bowl if they make it. Um, this is a team you know that needs to be reckoned with, and um, I I really thought that the Texans showed a, a lot of heart coming out the way that they did. You know, in a game where they were really outmatched, but you know, tip of the cap to them. I thought that you know they have a very promising you know looking future moving forward. Um, but they were just outclassed in this one. It was never really, a, it was never really a contest. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's like, you know how good Lamar Jackson is, but every time you, I watch him at least again, I'm like, oh my, ho- holy shit, this guy is fucking unbelievable. He's just he's just making all the right plays. He's got all the talent in the world. They, all, I missed this. Did When did they sign Dalvin Cook? I just saw Dalvin yeah. Cook getting some reps. Before last week, yeah. Some, yeah. And my, Mark some, Andrews some might play next week. Mark Andrews might be back. Yeah, that's yeah. huge too. Yeah. Yeah. Although this Isaiah likely is playing. Oh, awesome. This guy's unbelievable too. I mean, I'm not going to say he's Mark Andrews level good, but he's been filling in. And just he didn't nice. even do it. He didn't even do any. I mean, I, I know he caught the touchdown obviously, but I mean, he got three catches. I mean, yeah. it, it really wasn't like he was getting peppered with targets. I was waiting for it. I thought his over, I actually put out his reception total prop as an over. It was three and a half. I thought it was a lock, especially when they announced yeah. Andrews being out. I was shocked. Uh, that 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 he didn't have at least five or six catches but that's what I'm saying it's you know Lamar rushed for 100 yards two touchdowns he threw only 22 times you know what I mean now I think he'll have to throw more against Kansas City um, which you know but but then again I don't know and we're not talking about the next game yet but the way Josh Allen ran all over Kansas City man Lamar's got to be licking his chops I mean everything just looks really good right now for Baltimore Looks really good well, for them. I think they could just beat you in a variety of ways, like yes. you said, Mikey. Yes. Like Lamar yeah. can beat you with his legs, but like we've seen games where he's thrown for 300 yards and can, you know, decimate teams with the throw. So um, they're definitely dangerous. And uh, to your point, Ticket, this team for a while, they have sustained some terrible injuries. I mean, we talked about Dobbins and, and Andrews and, I mean, all these guys, Keaton Mitchell – um, and it's just next man up mentality. And they just continue to, to show that they, you know, that they're not faced by injuries that you would think that they would be faced by. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat this team. Yeah. It's pretty special. I mean, like what Mikey was saying too, it's like, they're just spreading the ball all around. If you look at these receivers, none of them had massive games, but a, a ton of them had catches, big catches. You know, you got four for 41, three for 39, two for 34. I mean, they're just getting it to everybody, which makes it difficult to for a, a defense to stop. And this motherfucker, Nelson Aguilar, I fucking hate that guy, but he's uh-huh. stepping up for them too. I mean, he's playing nicely. He wasn't setting the world on fire, but he's being exactly what they need him to be. And Look, just making some big timely catches. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight different guys caught balls from Lamar Jackson on Saturday. Yeah. Eight guys. Eight. Yeah. That's a lot, man. Like, you think about it. Okay, you're starting three wideouts. That's pretty standard. You're tight end. You're running back. That's five guys. And that's if your quarterback's really having a good day distributing the ball. Tack on three more guys in addition to that. Like, that's just excellent, excellent football. And Lamar, when he does his best, I know I've been betting his completion for ups and shit like that for years. He's at his best when he throws the ball around 24, 26 times most. And then he runs for 80 or he runs for 70 in a tutty and he throws for another two and the Ravens play defense. That's when they are at their best. And right now, man, they just, whatever formula they are using that John Harbaugh has going for them. They are just like this game, man. Sunday is just going to be, and we're not there yet, but I'm so excited to talk about it. Like, it's just this is as good as it gets, in my opinion, in terms yeah. of a matchup. You couldn't have got a better matchup, really, in my opinion. This is going to be great. But the Ravens, man, and the Texans, again, hats off to them in the first half. They played them as, as well as they possibly could have on the road. Rookie quarterback on the road, first road playoff game. I thought first half they played them as well as they could. And then second half, you know, it was just, it's too much. They're too much, the Ravens. Yeah, they really are. Um, all right, guys, we'll move on to the next game that was on Saturday. 
Joey D's Packers, the fighting Packers played uh, the 49ers once again, came up a little bit short. It was a great game. A uh, great game. Um, Joey D talk me through that. Uh, I'm sure disappointing loss. I mean, disappointing in the sense that they had every chance to win that game Yeah, and they had every chance to really put that game out of reach. I wouldn't say it's disappointing if you look at it from the standpoint that like no one really three, four weeks ago would have ever envisioned them being at this position at the season. Um, so they really stepped up as a team. And I thought um, first quarter, they picked up where they left off, you know, in the Dallas game, they dominated time of possession. The, the Niners barely had the ball. The difference in this game because I think they could have put this team away. They could not convert touchdowns and they were settling, you know, instead of scoring touchdowns like they did against the Cowboys, the Niners would hold them and make them get field goals. And then if you even look at the one play, which I thought really changed the dynamics of the game and the, you know, the overall momentum was the Packers went for it on fourth down. They needed a yard you know, uh, I think it was second down. Aaron Jones rushed for like nine yards. They needed one yard and two to two downs, and they could not get it. Um, and then you look, the Niners get the ball. They drive all the way down the field. They score a touchdown. And um, so I think that that was the biggest difference because the offense was moving the ball. They were getting downfield. They were making plays. They just could not convert touchdowns early on in this game because I think had they done that, they could have run away with this game. But you know, the Niners defense, you know, Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers. I mean, this guy is everywhere. He's unbelievable. And then you have Bosa and Young doing their thing. I mean, they didn't have any sacks. The line for the for the Packers held incredibly well. Um, but, yeah, it was just – it was one of those games where you felt like the Packers were going to come out on top. And then, you know, devastatingly enough, this field goal kicker, man – we got the shitty end of the Carlson family tree. I tell you that right now, because this guy and I, you know, I get it. He's a rookie and that's a big spot, but he has been terrible all season. I think he's missed more kicks. If you combine extra points, he missed six extra points throughout the season. Um, and there was an excerpt of, um, you know, uh, they were talking to Lafleur, and he said, you know, every time he goes out there, I just pray that he makes a kick. Well, the biggest fucking field goal of the season he misses and, you know, it ended up being, you know, the game changer of the, of the day, but I'm proud of the Packers, man. I thought that they really showed a lot of heart, a lot of grit. They fought really hard against, you know, arguably the best team in the NFC and they could have won this game. The future looks bright. Jordan love uh, an inopportune, you know, bad throw, which turned into a, you know, an interception. Um, and then the last interception, I mean, you know, that is what it is, but Overall, I thought he showed poise and I thought he showed that he can be a game player in these big games. And I think, you know, the future is very bright and in Green Bay moving forward. Mikey. Yeah, I, I thought Love looked good most of the day. I thought he I thought he played very well, really, uh, all things considered. Uh, I thought Aaron Jones played well. Uh, they had a, San Francisco was having a tough time slowing him down. Uh, I thought the Packers offensive line did a great job. I thought Chase Young had a really bad game. Uh, a lot of times I was watching him and the ball would get snapped and he would basically just stand straight up. And it really, there was no ferociousness to his rush uh, whatsoever. Um, you know, it's just San Francisco's back. Um, and I think to Joe's point, you know, Green Bay just couldn't finish him because Green Bay 
outplayed them for the majority of that game. And Green Bay probably should have won that game. Uh, and it just seems like the Niners are to the Packers what the what the Packers are and what the Packers and there's just some teams the the that just for whatever reason it is they just have the opponent that they seem to face a lot you know more often than not they face them and they just have their number more often than not and, and uh I don't know what that's about but certainly you know this year without Rodgers this is this is a major successful year for the Packers no matter how you cut it you found out that you got a quarterback that could play. Uh, he's going to be your guy moving forward, which is, you know, item item of importance, number one. Uh, and you made it all the way to the divisional round to the playoffs. You won a playoff game, you know, and you won a playoff game on the road against a team that had won a lot of games that was a division winner. That's a storied franchise, just like yourself, but, you know, a hyped up team in the Dallas Cowboys. And you didn't, you, you didn't, you not only beat them, you beat the shit out of them. So, I yeah. mean, it, it's a successful season for the Packers. Obviously, they come up short, uh, you know, and you don't want to start getting that 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 moniker if you're the Packers. You don't want to start getting that, you know, you make it to the show every year, but you can never get to the to the, to the the apex. Um, but, you know, you got to give Jordan Love a couple opportunities in the playoffs before you could start saying that he's going to be, you know, because towards the end of Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay, it kind of became like, well, what the, oh, what's yeah. going on here? We make the playoffs every year, but we can never get to the show anymore. Yeah. Uh, you got to give Jordan Love at least a couple more appearances before he could before he could hang that label on him. Uh, so all in all, successful season for the Packers. The Niners, I think they feel a little fortunate that they beat him, but they beat a hot Green Bay team. I don't think there's a team hotter in the league than the Green Bay Packers going into the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Ravens. But Green Bay was as hot as hot gets. The Niners escaped it. They get another home game against the Lions, a dome team uh, that's played in a dome, even their away games. They haven't played an outdoor game, I don't think, since the first week of December. So, the, you know, it's 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 an advantageous spot, I think, again for San Francisco. But hats off to the Packers and then to San Francisco, you know, a little bit too much Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. A lot of people want to talk shit on Brock Purdy. And I understand why, because a lot of teams are frustrated because they don't have a good quarterback and they're wondering how the you know, this guy, they don't think he should get any credit because of all the weapons that surrounded him. But at the same time, the last drive, when they needed it, when they needed it, they yeah. had to have it. Brock delivered. He did. He delivered. He delivered a very well executed, very well played drive and scored a touchdown. And he made a couple throws on that drive that were not dink and dunk throws. They were big time throws. Uh, the one I believe was to Ayuk or Jennings over the middle. It was a very, Ayuk. that was a it wild was a low pass, which was awesome. I'm not, yeah. Not, I don't know about that. I'm talking about one. Somebody came up very high to grab. Oh, Jennings. Know. That was Jennings. Jennings. That was he threw a, it over the linebacker. Yes, yes. that's but, a very difficult pass. It was to the make, first man. drive that Purdy actually looked really, really good the yep. whole game. Yep. Aside and, and, from that one pass to Kittle right. for the touchdown, right? But he right. looked and bad. I agree. I agree. But again, I'm just saying, like, you you can't hate on a guy when he goes out and when he needs to do it. Because I've seen quarterbacks that are more highly touted and respected than Brock Purdy not do it in the big spot when they have to do it. So he wins. You know, he wins. I, There's no I, question. About I give, it. I give him that. And uh, again, great game, great game. And that was a really, really good football game. And, and uh, you know, Green Bay, I think what Joe said is right. You're disappointed in the fact you didn't win because you probably should have. But again, how could you really be like on this team and like, be like you guys, how the fuck could you blow? Like you can't, you can't I take mean, this that season either. for the Packers was such a, roller coaster ride. I remember we played the Carolina Panthers 
two weeks or three weeks left in the season. Yeah. And they barely, barely etched out a win. Like the only reason we. Yeah, they gave up like 30. They could have lost, but yeah. but Bryce Young didn't spike the ball before the time expired. I, I saw that team in that game, and I said, we're, we're not even going to make the playoffs. So then they go in, they curb-stomped Minnesota in Minnesota, and then, then they played really good against the Bears at home, and then they go and they win a divisional game or a, a wild-card game against the Cowboys and smacked them in their mouth, and they played awesome this divisional game. So – they were they were a quarter less than a quarter away from making an NFC championship yeah. game. I mean, that's unbelievable that they were yes. even in that position. And I'll tell you what, if they had won this game, I would be taking the Packers to go to the freaking Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. I would too. It's crazy. Tick, you were saying it to me. It was like it was almost like it almost gave you vibes of like the old teams, like the Giants, and then even the Packers when they won the first time. These teams that etch out into a wild card spot, barely make the playoffs, and then just catch a, catch fire. Yeah, I mean, look, the Packers. I mean, if you're Jordan Love, you've got to be walking into next season. It's night and day compared to the way that he walked into this season. Everyone questioning, is he the guy? How's it going to be? Can we trust this guy? Next season, he's so clearly the guy. The only thing the Packers need to do is, fine, good. Now you've got your quarterback. Now start bolstering it around him a little bit. You could use another receiver. You could, I don't, it seems like Jair Alexander might leave. He sent out a cryptic post today. I don't know if he's leaving or staying, but maybe a few more pieces on defense, maybe in the secondary. Now you start building around that structure because you've got your guy. I mean, he's your guy. And, uh, and I feel bad for you too, because it remind that game reminded me of so many games that the Eagles used to play in the playoffs back with McNabb and, and all those guys where we played the better four quarters of football, but somehow we'd fucking lose the game. And the 49ers, listen, I mean, when you don't play your best four quarters of football and you still come out with a win, that's usually the sign of great football teams and a team that can win it all. So listen, man, Brock Purdy, he could be that guy, but he's got to, he's got to run through uh, the NFC next week. But then more importantly, if they make it through that, he's got to, he's got to run into Lamar Jackson, most likely. Um, all right, let's move on here. Let's move on to Sunday. Uh, another good game. Bucks headed to Detroit. Uh, Detroit get to, got to continue playing at home. Uh, they etched out that win. A little dicier than I think most people thought it would be, and certainly more than the Lions wanted it to be. But they got they the covered. win. They covered. They got the win. They won 31-23, to beating the Bucks. Mikey, walk me through that game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Detroit had no problem with the Buccaneers defense, that Buccaneer pass rush that looks so good against Jalen Hurts that was disrupting everything the Eagles tried to do offensively was non-existent against uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, there were some plays he dropped back there, man, you could have, he could have, he could have fucking baked a pot pie back there uh, <laughs> comfortably and still delivered the ball downfield. Uh, Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, Gibbs, Montgomery, they, this team just, they got a lot of weapons they could throw at you. And if you give Jared Goff time in a dome, I mean, he, he could pick you apart with the best of them. And that's what he did. Flip side, Baker had his moments. Baker made some tremendous throws. He did. Yeah. And this is what Baker Mayfield does. He could make any, this is why the guy was drafted first overall. He could make any throw on the football field. Yeah. The problem is, is that, he throws interceptions at inopportune times. And that's exactly what happened on, on Sunday. He, he throws the pick early on that got tipped. I'm not going to put on him, but then, you know, the pick on the last chance on the last drive they had was just, 
it was just so typical of 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 Baker to it, it was just like one of those moments where it's like oh well there it is there's the game sealer like if I was a Bucks fan watching that or a Baker fan watching that it's just like you know it's like at what point does he get over that hump and just not put himself in a position where he has to not worry about making that mistake uh, but Detroit is a good team Detroit's a really good team at home they're really well coached. That crowd was nuts. The tickets were like $1,200 a seat. That was the cheapest seat you could get in the place. This Detroit team, man, they they are, after last year where they came so close to being back, this year they are not wasting it, man. They they are taking full advantage, and now they're one game away from the Super Bowl. And, man, uh, Dan Campbell's got these guys up. But I tell you what, Jonah Jackson had to get uh, emergency surgery on his on his something his knee or is it something he had to get surgery on? And they're saying he's questionable for this Sunday. He may actually try and play their starting guard, who's a stud. Frank Ragnow, the center, the All Pro center for the Detroit Lions, played this game on a sprained knee and Whoa. a sprained ankle. This guy is a fucking dog. And he managed uh, to 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 see he was eligible a couple times. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So now like that's my concern with Detroit now moving into a game with San Francisco with that O-line the way they are, man. They they are dinged up up front, but uh in terms of this game, you know, Detroit just they, Tampa couldn't stop them. Tampa couldn't stop them and Goff was just too comfortable and he picked them apart. And uh, Tampa just didn't have enough on the opposite end to, to, to keep up with them. They couldn't keep up uh, a lot of controversy around why uh, Todd Bowles didn't call that final timeout. He would have had 30 seconds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I agree. I think you should, you, you never die with a timeout in your pocket in the playoffs. I mean, I don't care what the score is. You just don't do that. It's the last time out of the season, fucking use it. And yeah. I don't want to hear about like any kind of gentleman's agreement they coached together so many years like get the fuck out of here gentlemen it's the playoffs you do what you got to do to try and win the game crazy things can happen we've seen it uh so I, I i think that was just a blunder to be honest uh but hats off to detroit they're they're moving on and they are the real deal they're the real deal joseph aiden hutchinson is this guy is legit, man. And um, I know Mikey, you're not a fan because he's a Michigan product. No, I mean, he's been, listen, he was, I thought he he's had a disappointing, he had a disappointing year, but of late the last month or so, I mean, this guy's been he's as good been as anybody. He's turning it on, as man. He's been as good um, as anybody. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to see the Lions make an NFC championship. I will be rooting vehemently for this team. Um, not to say that, you know, I'm not a Niners fan, but, you know, the recent uh, experiences as a Packer fan with the Niners, I, I, I have no uh, wish for them to make the Super Bowl. But it's just a feel-good story, man. I think Dan Campbell, uh, you know, we said it last year, Ticket, this guy is just wants to win at all costs, sometimes so much that it ends up, you know, costing him because he's too aggressive and too, like, crazy trying to, you know, do, you know, leave his stamp on a game that sometimes it puts him in tough positions, but no one wants it more than him. It was great seeing that stadium rocking and the fans being able to finally celebrate some success. Um, On the other side of the ball, I was actually very impressed overall with Baker Mayfield. I know he threw, I think it was two interceptions, but for long stretches of that game, he played very well. He played, he very, played well. very good. Listen, Baker, too, Baker where he earned, came from at the start of the season, yeah, no one earned, really expected anything from him. He True. definitely, he's going to, Baker's going to suck 
sucker. I don't want to say sucker, but Baker's going to get paid. Somebody is going to pay Baker. It's a one-year deal. Now I can't see Tampa giving him a three, four-year deal like a. But somebody is going to give Baker Mayfield a deal. Yeah. And he deserved it. He deserved it. To be honest, yeah, has he though? But it's it's a sucker deal. We we see it's this a every sucker's year. deal. Man. He's going to stink a, up the joint suck- wherever he goes. Sucker's deal. Yeah, it is. Let me ask you this, though, Mikey. If you put Baker Mayfield on the San Francisco 49ers, I think they'd be in the same position they are as they are right now. Because, mm, I, I, I mean, you look at Brock Purdy this last game, and obviously Brock Purdy had a great season. I'm not taking away from Brock Purdy. If he was on the Niners, though, you have to figure they'd have to be paying him a lot of money, and they wouldn't be able I'm to just saying that if guys. you put him on a decent team with some weapons – I mean, obviously, Mike Evans, man. This guy just keeps doing it. Mike Evans is arguably He's... a Hall of Famer. He had oh, Godwin. not even he had, question. He had God- Godwin, who's one of the best possession receivers. K. Dotton's a good uh, tight end. Rashad White, one of the best dual threat running backs in the league this year in terms of catches per game. I mean, Baker had his weapons. Uh, he's got an all-world left tackle in Tristan Wirfs. I mean... Baker, it's not like Baker didn't. The defense is really good at Tampa, although this year maybe not as good. But, I mean, the pieces were there. But I just, Baker is a guy to me that's never, ever going to get you over a certain hump. He's just not. Right. I mean, maybe he will. Maybe maybe I'll be I'll be shut up and 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 a team he'll go to and and they will actually win it all or they'll go to a Super Bowl or something like that. Maybe they will. Maybe they maybe Tampa really buys into him and maybe they maybe they say fuck it, we're going to give you a 3-4 year deal. Uh and we're going to pay you. I you just know, I don't know if I could do that. Is I'm, is Mike Evans or is he a free agent this year? He is. He is. I would love the Packers to go get Mike Evans. That'd be huge. Could you imagine Mike Evans on the Green Bay Packers with Jordan I mean, you Love? Got, you got Michael. Oh. Pittman, you got Michael Pittman. T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. Oh, I mean, any of those guys. I would goodness. hope that the Bears would target one of those guys as well. They well, not if you get not if you get uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think you'll. That's yeah, true. I, I I think they're going to get either Odunze or uh, or um, uh, neighbors. I, I don't think they're going to be able neighbors. Neighbors is on a great receiver, by the way. Yeah, I like a bigger guy though. I I because DJ Moore is only five foot nine. I, yeah, I would like them guy. to get a big guy and 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 uh Odunze is like six foot three, two fifteen. He's a big boy. So I I would rather they go with a bigger guy. You want to have like a could take the top off, but I need that red zone guy like you want to have like a Metcalf to to to, to sure. compliment yep. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. Yep. So one yep. small shifty yep. guy, yep. and then yep. one big bruiser. Who That's can, exactly yeah. right. That's exactly That's right. It's typically what you want mm-hmm. out of your football team. Um, I bet you that the Browns would have been better this season with Baker. I bet you they would have had a more successful year at quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Flacco, Flacco lit the world on fire. Flacco lit the world on fire yeah. before that playoff game. But there and was a whole. Obvious- but we called that ticket. We said yeah. eventually that carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin. I feel the same way about Baker. Now Baker, Baker, it's weird. Be- it's weird because I agree with Joe. I think Baker had a tremendous game. He made some tremendous throws, but you can't. The first interception again. I'm not blaming him. Got tipped up into the air, but that last mm-hmm. one, he forced you it. Can't, yeah, can't, can't throw it. You can't throw it. Yeah, I can't. You know what? He suffers from the same thing that I often believe Jared Goff suffers from as well, is you just you just can't trust this guy. These guys can go out. They can look like Aaron Rodgers sometimes. And then other times, he's he's throwing every ball into the dirt. And so that's the only reason I, I can't touch. I, I mean, we watched – how many games did we watch this year, Ticket, where we had prop bets on on, on the Buccaneers oh, yeah. to score? To score yeah. And they just – they couldn't score <laughs> against bad teams. Yeah. They couldn't score. And it wasn't the weather. It wasn't that he was hurt. It was just they could not. 
it just looked like sometimes they were lost. The timing was off. His rhythm was off. So it's like, yeah, a ticket, a hundred percent. Like you don't know what you're going to get. You could get spectacular Baker or you could get dumbfounded Baker where you just don't know what the fuck is going on. And you're just, yeah. but that's the he way still it goes. has glimpses of, of absolutely. Of absolutely. Glimpses. Absolutely. He does glimpses. Yeah. Glimpses. That's the right word. Glimpses. And, um, and Jared Goff is the same way. It's why like, I'm like holding my breath through all of these Lions games yeah. too, just waiting for that guy to reappear because at some point he will. But if you get the Lions playing the way that they did last week versus the 49ers, the way they played last week, they can beat them. The only Absolutely. thing is that will, offensive will that line, spo- that offensive line spoiled him last week. He yeah. was, he just, he was so comfortable back there. I mean, legitimately it looked like he was in a rocking chair throwing those balls. He's just for- sitting back there. Bro, you were talking about Chase Young just standing up. It looked like Vita Vea was just standing up, too. Yeah, it looked like he was just yeah. popping up out of his stance. Yeah. It was like these guys weren't doing anywhere near what they were doing against the Eagles. Yeah, against now, the Eagles, they look like the best pass rush in football. <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, that's what happens when a team quits. They just <laughs> well, fucking quit. Well, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they fucking quit. They're quitters. Yeah, that was, that was bad. It was horrible, and I wish I wish you were there. To I was actually glad left. I missed that episode because I I I, oh, I, was, I, I really I I never seen a defense quit. The offense is one thing, but for a defense to to oh. to tackle the way they they how about pretended, Bradbury? Uh, that was really really Bradbury's the biggest man. scumbag on that team currently. <laughs> he is he that guy just wouldn't tackle. He just refused to play the sport that he makes money at anymore. He just was done. He was done with it. Um, but I wish I I wish you were there to get your take. I mean, you can give us your take a little bit if you want to talk about the Eagles. But no, I I mean uh, the Eagles. I I I'll say this: I've never seen a team as good as they are on paper and as good as they were on the football field last year. Just just mysteriously fall off the face of the cliff. Now, is it because their offensive coordinator got switched? Is it because they brought in Sean Desai and 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 they switched him? You know, three quarters of the way through and had the signal caller on defense go to Patricia. I don't know what the hell it is, but I have never seen a team with more talent on paper that produced it the year before and then go into a season and win 10 games and be 10 and one or whatever the hell they were. And then just fall off the face of the, I was just waiting. I was just every week. I was telling myself, listen, they're going to just one week. It's just going to all click. And it's, and it never did. And that's it with the Eagles. It just never, they never recaptured or relit that flame. And I don't know what the fuck blew it out. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be talk about AJ Brown and there's going to be talk about Sirianni and there's going to be talk about dissension in the locker room and, and who doesn't like this coach. And who, but I, I, I don't know what it is tick, but I, I hope for your sake that they figured out because their roster is way too good, way yeah. too good, way too talented with some of these guys to be like this. It just is. They're too, they're too good of a, of a, of a roster to produce the the ending to a season that they did. And the Philly fans ain't going to stand for it. And, and Jeff Laurie knows that. And, I'm sure things will get addressed sooner than later. Yeah, apparently Nick Sirianni's sticking around is what they're saying right now. Yeah. Oh, that he's he's man. not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'll tell you what happened was the beginning well, the, of the, the year. A lot of the players all took his back. Like Fletcher Cox got like mad at that reporter when he even asked him. Well, he's a great players coach. Everyone says that he stands up for his players. He's always taking the blame. He's doing whatever he can for his guys. He's I'll give him that. I will. I will. But the problem is, that's not the only asset you need to have as a coach. You need to know what you're fucking doing. And we ran the same five, I don't know, six plays over and over and over again. And the first half of the season, it was working because we had an immense amount of talent. And then the second half of the season, teams were like, 
are these fucking guys running these same six again? <laughs> and and they're like, let's just defend those. And then that combined with we stopped running Dondre Swift. He just we just yeah. stopped using him. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, that playoff game, I'm watching them throw screen passes to Gainwell over and yeah. over. Yeah. Why? What the fuck are you doing? You know, DeAndre Swift looked like Barry Sanders at the beginning of the year. He sure did. Like, what the fuck? And we just opted against using that. Um, but anyway, I mean, we talked a bit about it last week, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future. But we've got uh, one more game to get to. The best game, the game of the week, the game of the year. Uh, it's always great when these guys go at it. Chiefs went to Orchard Park and they took care of business. They won 27-24. Um, again, maybe the, the team that played better on the field didn't come out with the victory, but I'll leave that up to you guys to debate here. Uh, Joey D, walk me through that game. Just sad, man. I, you know, we really wanted to see Josh be able to come up with the W. Um this 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 Chiefs team, man, they they own some real estate in the Bills' heads, man, because it it always feels like no matter what happens, when the game gets down to crunch time, you just know Mahomes is going to make a big play, you know Kelsey's going to do something big, and you just feel like the Chiefs are going to come out on top. This was a classic case too, where I thought that McDermott made some really dumb questionable calls and the biggest of which is going for that fake punt when they were they, I, there was no need for it now they bailed out because mccall hardman fumbled through the end zone for a touchback but at that point the game i thought was going to be over anyways um so that you know they got bailed out but then you know they went driving down and just mistakes man the bills had opportunities um running down the sideline and it just went right through his fucking hands like did not catch it and then you fast forward a few plays later josh allen has Diggs running wide open across the side of the field no play made he tries to hit the long shot in the end zone gets hit and they don't score a touchdown then you know what happens they go and they they miss the field goal but I, i tell you what man Diggs for how much he's getting paid I really think this guy underperformed. You know, I, I think he let them down big time this game. I'm not saying that Josh was perfect, but this, this guy carried the team for long stretches. I mean, the the way that he was able to run and score touchdowns on, you know, uh, with his legs, he, he did a lot that needed to be done. Now, he missed some inopportune throws, but man, Diggs, I mean, this guy is a premier talent in the league. And fucking the guy's not... I, he had no impact on that game. He had one big catch through the middle of the field. I think it was in the first, in the second half where he ran for like 15 yards, but he really did nothing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the one who's seeing that. I just think that this guy has got that diva mentality. And I think he's his, his time in Buffalo is going to be coming to an end soon. I think based on what I've seen, but man, tip your cap to the chiefs. This team just, I said to you, uh, was a ticket or I might've said it to Mikey, this team was doubted all year. Everybody said this team doesn't have it. This team stinks. You know, they're not the same Chiefs as old. They don't have what it takes to make it. Um, they, you know, that they, they looked terrible for long stretches. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, man, Mahomes just wins games. He just wins. And now they're in another AFC championship. And this is the weakest Chiefs team we've seen in years. And uh, 
I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, man, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're licking your chops because this was a year no one, based on what I saw through the regular season, would have expected them to be where they are today. And they're right back where they normally are. AFC Championship, man. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mikey. A uh, few reasons I thought this game – listen, I was all over Buffalo. I gave out Buffalo first half. That won, luckily. I had Buffalo for the game. Obviously, that didn't win. I was all over Buffalo. I thought this was Buffalo's time. A couple things that stuck out to me that I thought were the reason why the Chiefs won this game. Number one, Andy Reid is a lot better than Sean McDermott. A lot. A lot a lot better. He outcoached him. Wasn't even close. Chiefs offensive line dominated the Buffalo Bills defensive line in the beginning of that game. Isaiah Pacheco averaged 7.2 yards a carry on first down. I mean, it was a dominating performance by the Chiefs offensive line against the Bills D-line. Another thing, the Bills, for whatever reason, refused to move out of nickel. They played nickel almost the entire game against 13 personnel. 13 personnel is one running back, three tight ends. That's what the, the Chiefs ran basically the whole game. It doesn't work. Ask the Cowboys. They tried it against against Green Bay in the wild card yeah, game. Green Bay ran them. 13 personnel and fucking dominant. You got too many small bodies trying to guard and, and stop too many big guys. You, you can't do that. It doesn't work. But they tried and they, and they failed miserably. And then finally, Patrick Mahomes is just infuriatingly good. Infur- if you play, this guy is the most frustrating because he can beat you with his arm. He can escape like fucking Harry Houdini and he can make any throw on the field. Josh played as good of a game as he could have possibly played. Yes, he definitely would like, I would think he would like back that second and nine throw on the final drive where he missed digs wide open underneath. The sure. one I was saying, but, yeah. But, but Shakir was wide open in the end zone too, but his offensive yeah. lineman got pushed back into him and he missed the throw for that reason, okay? Yep. Tyler Bass, Tyler Bass has been missing kicks all year. He's he, mm. he's a bass hole. He's a bass <laughs> hole. He's, he's ruined a couple props for me, so I know all about Tyler Bass. Um, but yeah, Diggs dropping that bomb. Like if you run your mouth as much as Stefan Diggs likes to run his mouth, you better fucking catch that ball, bro. I'm oh, sorry. In the biggest of spots, you got to catch that ball, dude. I, and no knock on Diggs. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. But if you're going to, you have to make that catch for your guy. And then there was another receiver who dropped a deep bomb that, that Allen hit him perfectly. He, what he about came James in. Cook? This guy drops passes right in. He dropped a pass in the yeah. first half right in his hand. And I thought Cook actually played pretty well up until the fourth quarter. And then the Chiefs kind of just stymied him. I thought he played well in the four, uh, up until then. But man, oh man, bro, if I'm a Bills fan, like it's the same thing as like the Packers with Rodgers when they were losing to the Niners. They, like how many times could you come up short against you had them at home. It was the first road game Mahomes has ever played in the That's playoffs. Insane. If there was ever a time that you were going to take it. And I really thought, you know what? I thought the bills had it at the, right at the end of the first half, when they were able to score and take that lead right before yeah. the end of the first half. And then I was like, you know, they left too much fucking time for Mahomes, though. But they went out and they forced him out of bounds or they sacked him or something like that. And they had to take a knee. The Chiefs couldn't even try a field goal. Yeah. They had to take a knee. I was like, this is the difference here. I go, I really thought that was going to be it. But man, oh man, the Chiefs come right out. Another Kelsey fucking touchdown. Another fucking heart to Taylor Swift <laughs> I got to look at. Oh my God, man. I feel bad for the Bills. They, they, I really wanted them to do everybody a favor and send this Chiefs team home. But now it's going to have to be Baltimore. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the fucking heart thing. I'm I'm sick of that. 
That yeah. should it, 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 beyond it being Taylor Swift, even even if it was anyone, that's just cringy, man. He's a he's a cringy fella. I like him. He seems like a nice guy. I know Joe knows him. He's a bit cringy. He's a cringy guy. These commercials he does, this whole thing this, the, that he's playing into it. Would you I've do the commercials, Tick? I I would do the the Maado one. I think that's kind of <laughs> I like <laughs> you like that. But yeah, I, the first couple times I saw it, I hated it, and I'm like, you know what? It's clever. I like it. But the rest of them, he's in every other fucking commercial. I'm sick. Yeah, of. But anyway, so sick. the point is, um, yeah, Bills. They finally, and you know what the sick thing is? Is as most people are going to remember this, and and I'm sure I'll forget too, and I'll start remembering it this way. Is it looks like Josh Allen couldn't get it done again against Patrick Mahomes, but really. It's his, his defense. Team. It's his team. team. It was really Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they, yeah. He played as, like Mikey said, as good as he possibly could have. He deserved to win that game. There's not. There's, there's definitely decisions he made it, it, towards the end that I'm sure, sure he'd want to have back. Sure. But you cannot, by any means, hang this loss uh, on those shoulders. Josh Allen, if he got even just a little bit more from 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 his team, uh, you know, in some of those positions and some of those plays. Tyler Bass makes the field goal. Diggs catches that ball. The other receiver catches the ball. If the Bills defense wasn't a sieve in the beginning of that game, I mean, the yeah. Bills defense really only made two stops the entire game. Now yeah. they were big. They were big stops, especially after that phantom uh, pass interference that I oh. I thought was going to ruin the game. But you know, they made the play on uh, on McCall Hardman to force the touchback, which was a gigantic play. I mean, you know. It, it's a team. This is this is why football, guys. This is the this is the ultimate team game. It it rarely ever is one guy able to win a game for you by himself. It, it rarely happens. There's always always other plays and other players at different positions that are going to cost you a game or win you a game. And this is one of those situations where the Chiefs made more of those plays and the Bills didn't. All right. Yeah. And the bills are moving on there. Um, as we move on to next week's previews, we're just doing the one episode this week, guys. It's going to be a longer one, but just the one. Um, we will be back to two episodes, uh, hopefully next week and, and the weeks following. Um, but the first game we got on Sunday, the 3 p.m. game, at least on the East Coast, is the Chiefs heading to Baltimore. And they are, Baltimore's a four-point favorite here in Baltimore. Mikey V, who do you like there? Well, the line opened at three. Uh, but I'll say this, I wish this game was the night game. And I understand it's not because, you know, San Francisco's a West Coast team. So, you know, San Francisco's got to... But man, I wish this was the night game. I, I really do because this is the marquee game to me. Now, not saying Niners Lions, I'm sure, is going to be a good game, but this to me is this is the game. I mean, you got what is about to be, I believe, a two-time MVP in Lamar Jackson. You got the the Super Bowl champion multiple times over in Patrick Mahomes. You have two guys facing off as former league MVPs for the first time ever when they're both under 30 years old. That's never happened before. Um, and the game's in Baltimore and, and, and Baltimore this year, man, Lamar's trying to get that, that, uh, monkey off his back in terms of him not being, uh, you know, a winner, a winner in the playoffs. He's won one playoff game. He's won one this year, but now it's time for him to elevate to the next level. He wants to get to that Super Bowl. He wants to win that Super Bowl. I'm sure he would trade that Super Bowl for winning the MVP this year. Hands down. Wouldn't even be a question. You could tell, um, this is going to be a, a good game. I think that there's going to be, now these are two of the top defenses in the league over the last month. These have been two of the best top five defenses in the league in terms of points allowed per game. But I have a feeling that Sunday is going to be a little bit of a showcase of these two quarterbacks. I think that, yes, the Chiefs aren't as good offensively as they have been in years past, but they run the ball well. I think Mahomes is finding a lot more chemistry with Rice 
and Kelsey seems to be coming back a little bit more and they're finding their rhythm offensively. It looks like they're kind of back to the old Chiefs. Chico still looks good. Yeah, it looks like they're yeah. just kind of moving the ball. No problem now again. Um, so for that reason, I think you're going to see a lot of points in this game. I think this game is going to go over. Ticket is the total still 44, 44 and a half. 44 and a half, yep. I would take the over in this game as my play of the week would be the over wow. in this game would be my play of the week. Four wow. points is a lot to give uh, to go against the Chiefs. I liked it when it was at three, when Baltimore was at three. But um, I'm going to take it as my play of the week, the over in this game. I will pick Baltimore because we have to make our picks. I'll pick Baltimore to cover the four because, again, I've been on Baltimore all year. I picked them preseason to win the AFC, preseason to win the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with them. I'm not giving in. I'm rooting vehemently for Baltimore. Vehemently. I want Lamar <laughs> in Baltimore. I, 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 I'm sorry, man, but... I'm just over the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just I'm just over them. I want to see Lamar win. I'm sure a lot of people want to see Lamar win and watch this Ravens team uh, win. I think they deserve it. Uh, so I'll be taking Baltimore. But the play I really like in this game is the points. I like taking over in the points, even with two really good defenses. I think you're going to see a back and forth, and that's what I, I'm hoping for as well. Joey D. Yeah. Um... It's just another. I can't believe the Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship. It's unbelievable, man. Um, this is tough to gauge because I could see, based on how the Ravens have played lately, I could see them really just like smashing the Chiefs in their mouth and really just playing hard nosed football. But something in something deep down in me really feels like this is going to be a close game. Um, I I agree with Mikey. I, I think four points is a lot, man. This Chiefs team is starting to find their stride and they're not the same team that you would have looked at. Like when we took them against the Bengals, you know, which seems like a lifetime ago at the end of the season, that's not the same team that's playing. That's going to be playing this week. So I, I think that it's going to be interesting. I, I personally, I agree with you, Mikey. I'm going to be rooting for Lamar. I think it'd be great to see him win. Um, you know, it'd be great for the city of Baltimore to win. A, you know, look at this. What, what's, what's going uh, on here? I'm going to put up a story and say we are the sportsmen. A little high. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, high post. Oh, high post. Um, but here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go game of the week. I, I'm actually going to take the Chiefs to cover, and I actually think. I'm going to really be ballsy. I've been ballsy lately with my games of the week. I'm going to go Chiefs money line as my game of the week. I think the Chiefs are sadly. Oh, no. I I, I don't mind the play. I just hope he's wrong, man, because I I just can't fucking stand watching this team go to the Super Bowl. And you know what? I also think, too, you think about it, Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, the ratings. You know, ratings, somebody, you know what? I mean, I tell you, man, guy, it's some guy called into the fam this morning, which I listen to religiously every morning. That's the show that everyone's been talking about. Yeah. Boomer, Boomer and yeah. uh, and Geo talking about Perez and you guys. Yeah. Uh, some guy called in this morning and said, you know, the script is written that the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win another Super Bowl. And Travis Kelsey is going to retire and get down on a knee and propose to Taylor Swift right after the game. That's oh, what the script Christ. is for. I said, you know what, man, this is why I pray that Joe's right with his initial instinct saying that he could see the Ravens curb stomping the chiefs. That's what I really hope happens. I do too. I do too. But I, I I mean, I, I know what you're saying though, Joe. It'd be nice to see a a change of pace, but here's the, here's (laughs) the thing is that like, sometimes when you get to the deep, like these deep games in the playoffs and you get really deep, like right towards the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl games, 
You cannot put a price on experience and knowing how to win these big games. And no one has that more in spades than Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid, by the way, is a fucking hell of a coach. And he's been there how many times with the Eagles, with the Chiefs? I mean, he knows what these big games consist of. He coaches them well. Uh, you got the arguably the best quarterback in the last decade playing. Um, and they're getting four points. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I would say, listen, I'm going to give my game of the week as the Chiefs money line, but I would say arguably, you, I would take the Chiefs with four, and I'd feel pretty good about it going into this game. Yeah, that's not that's me. Pick. That's not a bad pick. I just I'm I, I, listen, guys. I'm biased on this one. That's why I made the total my game of the week. I really love that total <laughs> over points, uh, because I'm I'm just riding the Ravens the whole way. I'm I'm just not going to go against them. So I, yeah. I, that's why I I just I have to do that, but. I, 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 Joe's pick is not a wrong one because you could just conceivably pick Kansas City money line every week. I mean, because in the playoffs, until this guy yeah. fucking consistently loses, he doesn't. I, I, I mean, he lost in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and he lost to Joe Burrow in the AFC title game a couple of years ago. But I mean, the they guy don't just lose. three point dogs lose. on the road against Buffalo. Yeah, I know. Buffalo should have right. fucking covered that game. They should have won that. <laughs> they should have won that game, Joe. They should have won know, that I, game. Mikey, I was on it with you. It, I was there. I know, I know. It feels like the script is written. It really, Taylor's, really. Taylor Swift in Las really Vegas. Does. Super Bowl. If there's a time for the NFL to rig something, I mean, we're talking the difference of millions and millions and millions of dollars. If Taylor Swift is at that Super Bowl, if she's there well, the and Super all Bowl, that. Here's the thing, Ticket, though. I agree with you, but the Super Bowl is always notoriously one of the most watched sporting events in any oh it's in gonna anything. it's gonna double with all these Taylor Swift fans who don't watch football but they love her it's I, I, as I, much yeah. as they get it's gonna triple yeah and um and that's just that's just a business they're a business so I'm not saying it is scripted I'm not saying the game is rigged but if it was this is an opportunity you know who they likes some dollars tick who likes some dollars Mr. Roger Goodell. Mr. Roger Goodell <laughs> loves them bucks. He yeah, loves he them bucks. Uh, so uh, my instinct, too, is to go to Ravens. I think they kick the shit out of them. I think they win by 21 points. But I'm going to go with the script. I'm going to go with the Chiefs <laughs> plus four. Uh, cause even, even if the, even the if Chiefs they lose plus four is fine, let's have the, let's have the Ravens win by three. Yeah, yeah exactly. It could be a field goal game. And I'm, I'm hoping that it is. I mean, I hope they beat the shit out of them. I really do. I hope they send a message walking into the, uh, the Super Bowl. but we'll see. I'm going to roll. With that's the not, and by the four. way, that's not going to be a difference in this game either. You don't have one team with a great kicker, one with a shaky or shitty kicker, two great kickers, Harrison Bucker and all time, Justin Tucker. Correct. That's I mean that's very stupid and people may like be like oh. when you got two great kickers at least you know that hopefully it's not gonna the game is not gonna be you know a difference because some guy just misses a, a yeah, you know a chip shot field goal terrible way it is no, a terrible but, way to lose but you still could go down at the end of the game if it's tied and kick a yeah. field goal and win yeah, that way at that point you know if that kicker you know if you see Bucker or Tucker trotting out there you don't feel good if that's for the win if you're the other Correct. team because yeah. those two Correct. guys those two guys are two of the best Bucker too though he's been a little uh, this year has been a he's little got a spot. leg though Tick he's got sure a does. leg he's one of the he's best got a, he's got a cannon leg yeah, it sure does and so does Tucker you're right. Uh, so give me the Chiefs plus the four. That's going to be my play there. Uh, but I'm a mush. So, you know, maybe yeah, go, the, wish you hadn't maybe go the, the other way. I really yeah. wish you hadn't taken the Packers. But I hit that. I hit that. I hit the plus nine and a half. I won that bet. So you're I welcome. Know. 
I did everything I could. Um, <laughs> moving on to the marquee game, the night game. Uh, maybe it should be the other one, but we're getting this game. The Lions heading to San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is a seven-point favorite, over under 50 and a half. Uh, Joey D, who do you like there? Uh, this is going to be a good game, I think. The, the real question is, what Jared Goff are we going nice. to get? And that is the age-old question, which <laughs> will ultimately decide for um, who wins this game and and who covers the spread. And um, I'm interested to know if Debo Samuel's going to play. Um, that is another huge piece and component. Uh, I thought that the, you know, overall – I thought that the the Niners offense really looked kind of one dimensional with him out of the game. You know, I mean, Ayuk really didn't do much throughout the entirety of the game. And yes, Kittle had a couple big plays, but I think when you add an element of, of explosiveness, like Debo Samuel brings to the field, I think it just, is a game changer. So I'll be interested to see if he plays or not. Um, but you know what? I'm going to take the lions to cover this game. I, I honestly believe uh, the Lions are um, are for real. I think they're for real. I think Green Bay showed that this Niners team is susceptible to losing. I think Green Bay just isn't the team right now that they had to be to take the Niners out. Plus, they have our number for years. I think Dan Campbell is going to be extremely aggressive. I think they're going to call a super, you know, I think they're just, just going to go out there and, and fucking leave it all on the field. Um, and if Jared Goff can be competent and and stand in the pocket, you know, I don't expect he'll stand in the pocket like he did last game. I don't think that's even fathomable. But if he could stay in the pocket and have some time to make some throws, listen, he's got some great receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown, I've said it for weeks, Mikey, he's one of the best receivers in football. Laporta is as good as a, a, a rookie tight end I've seen in years. Um, and Jameer Gibbs is explosive as fuck. Plus, they got a bruiser in Montgomery. So they got pieces all over the field. Um, on defense, they got good playmakers. So I, I'm going to take the Lions. I think, se- what is it seven or seven and a half, Tick? Seven. I still think seven's a, a big spread. Um, I think this game is 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 one that I would expect ultimately San Francisco to win. But I'll go ahead and take the Lions with the points. Mikey? I'm going to take San Francisco minus seven, and I'm going to tell you why, a couple of reasons why. I saw Amon Ross St. Brown, and I agree. I think he is one of the best receivers in football. But I saw a couple of plays last week where he alligator-armed one catch that he should not have, and he was anticipating the footsteps. He heard the footsteps. He's going to hear a lot of footsteps in San Francisco. This defense is a nasty defense. They hit in the mouth. They're extremely tough. They hit hard. And he doesn't strike me as a tough guy. He strikes me as a, as a very talented, athletic, super uber athletic receiver. And I know he's got the whole thing about, you know, he hates how all these other guys got drafted in front of him, all that. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about Detroit's offensive line more than anything. I'm worried about Frank Ragnow, and I'm worried that Jonah Jack- Jackson's not going to play. And that's not going to bode well when you're going against Eric Armstead, uh, Javon Hargrave, Chase Young, and Nick Bosa. This Niners D-line has not gotten sacks of late. They have not. I can't see that continuing. They're just too good. And against the dinged-up Detroit offensive line and this Detroit team that hasn't been outside of a dome in so long, has not played a game outside. Now, the conditions in San Francisco, we know, are not going to be, you know, blistering cold. It's probably going to be 60 degrees and sunny uh, in San Francisco. But still, getting them outside the dome 
getting Jared Goff off of his spot. Brock Purdy, all he's going to hear all fucking week, all he's heard all week is how, I mean, I mean, our guy, Ryan Clark, I mean, he put the screws to him this week. And he's not the only guy. A bunch of guys have put in the screws to Brock Purdy this week. Really just just, just dumping all over this guy. I think, and I'm not saying he's going to take it personal because I don't think he is a guy who's just going to go out there and throw 50 (laughs) passes and pull a, you know, a Mahomes or a Burrow or a, but they're going to play angry San Francisco. I think they're going to, that game against the Packers, I think was a major fucking wake up call for them, which I think is a benefit to them. And I think they're going to cover and I think they're going to cover quite easily. Now I do think Detroit will score, but I think San Francisco is going to win this game. Something in the region of 31 to 20 or 31 to 17, something like that is, is kind of what I'm picturing here. So I'll take San Francisco uh, laying seven. I, I, I like the Niners a lot. I like them more this week than I liked them uh, last week. There you go. Uh, I also like the 49ers minus seven. Um, I was considering as well, you know, like Mikey said, Detroit, they love playing in that dome. Um, they hate cold environments, but like Mikey said, it's going to be 70 and sunny. It's not going to be a big yeah, deal there, the but they, I'm looking at 60. it now. It's, it's 70 uh, or 69, 70. Um, <clears throat> 69. And uh, nice, but nice. more importantly, why they like it nice. was nice, nice. nice. <laughs> why they like playing at home is because that crowd's been their friend. They've had the loudest environment in the league, and it's been to their benefit, and it's been playing a huge role in helping them win these games. Um, but what the Lions do so well, and and why I think we've been getting a better Jared Goff more often than not, is this this thing they're running with with Singletary and uh, or Montgomery rather. And and Gibbs always having fresh legs out there, two explosive guys. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, when he comes back on the field after giving Montgomery a turn, and you get him the ball and he just – this guy might be the fastest guy in the league outside of Tyreek Hill. He's unbelievable. But I think, like Mikey said, all those things with – the Bucks defense ain't the Niners defense. I think they're going to slow him down considerably, and I think they're going to put Jared Goff in a position – to become that pumpkin that we know so oh so well uh and i think the 49ers are going to be able to cover that seven it might be a tight first half and the niners pull away the second half that's what i'm betting on give me the niners minus the seven um gentlemen appreciate it appreciate i might have banged you but appreciate it um (laughs) before we uh get to who's a problem i just want to run a quick few questions uh to you guys just some stuff going on on around the league here, mainly uh, coaching staff, but let's just, we can keep this quick. We can keep them quick. Um, first thing I want to bring to your attention, Mikey, I'm sure you're all over this, Bill O'Brien heading to Ohio State. Do you like that move? Do you not like that move? Oh, yeah, I do like the move. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien developed quarterbacks at Penn State when he was a head coach. That was his first head coaching gig. I mean, the guys uh, coach with some of the best coaches, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. You know, he's going to be the co-offensive coordinator. A lot of people don't want to read between the lines. A lot of people don't want to tell you the whole story. Brian Hartline is the co-offensive coordinator with Bill O'Brien. Ohio State, the simple fact of the matter is, Ohio State is the most loaded team, them and Georgia, next season. Ohio State has crushed the transfer portal. They got the best defensive player in the entire country in Caleb Downs from Alabama, the true freshman who set. Is that the safety? Yes. Mm -hmm. They got him. They got 
they got Cyan, the uh, the quarterback recruit, number one in the country that was committed to Bama before Saban retired. They have all these returners on defense. Offensively, uh, I am not worried about Bill O'Brien. I think it's a good hire. I, I'm so excited for their season next year. This season, if you remember on this show, I said Ohio State would lose three or four games during the season. They exceeded my expectations this season. They really did. They lost to Michigan, of course, heartbreaking fashion. I thought they were going to lose to Notre Dame on the road. I thought they were going to lose to Penn State, and I thought they'd lose to Michigan. They only lost uh, one of those three games. Next year, it's national championship or bust for this team. They returned way too many guys. They're way too talented. It is national championship or bust for my Buckeyes next year. And man, I'm fucking excited for it already. When is it? When is it September? Get me to September now. Now. Um. All right. Moving on. Um. Joey D. Uh. Patriots hired Gerard Mayo. Sort of to me. I think if you, maybe unless you live in New England, a little bit out of left field. Um, thought they were going to go after a bigger name, but they hired Gerard Mayo. I think he's going to be something like the youngest coach in the league next year, or one of them, if not the youngest. Jody, do you like that move for the Patriots? I don't know how it's going to shape up. They seem pretty, like, this was pretty much set in stone, like, early on. Like, this was a no-brainer for them. Like so they obviously conclusion almost. Yeah, it's like they found their guy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. Uh, I thought that the Patriots as a team trend were trending upwards towards the end of the season. They're still a terrible team, um, and you know expectations have got to be pretty minimal if you're if you're a New Englander. Like uh, this team, it doesn't strike me as a team that's going to come out and you know be gangbusters next year. So I think anytime there's like low expectations, especially for a franchise of that magnitude and the, their success that they've experienced throughout, you know, uh, their fucking dynasty, um, I think it's going to be an opportunity for him to come in and and do something special with the team but i think it's 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 left to be to be on it's kind of unknown i don't know what he's going to bring to the table i think he's probably more defensive minded mikey if, than than bill hey, belichick hey, play, i would imagine played line, play linebacker but based I mean, on Bel his position Bel you know belichick was another defensive guy so i mean you know i I, I don't know how it's going to shake out either. I mean, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. He basically tipped their hand on that one. He goes, yeah. well, we're evaluating uh, the most important position, if that tells you anything. So I, I think that they're going to utilize that pick. Now, I think they're going to – I think that they're going to shake things up, though, with what quarterback they take. That's that's what I think I could – I could see the – You don't think they go for Williams? I could see – well, the Williams ain't going to be there. I mean, Williams is not – Well, they could trade pass. up. They could Where's trade their up? pick, Mike? They could. What, what number do they got? Right. They got Three. the yeah, Three. so they could, uh, they could trade Chicago, up. Chicago, Washington, New England. And you think Washington? Washington's not Washington's not going to go for a quarterback. I think they will. I, I you think, I think even with will. Sam Howell? You yeah, think I do. I do. That's really. That's I do. A shame. I think so. They I didn't even so. give him more than one. Year. I, I think I mean, they like... real. I think they really want Caleb Williams. I think everyone really wants Caleb Williams. Uh, but I think the Bears want Caleb Williams. So I. I you do, but New England. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah, I think that's. I hate, I hate that. I know I you do. I know you do. Uh, I know you do. Um, but yeah, New England, I, I could see New England mixing it up. If Caleb is gone, I could see New England going for Gene Daniels. I could see them going for Michael Penix. I could really uh, see that. A, a, a pocket guy. I, could, I, I said really this a couple weeks ago. Remember you, you guys, remember you guys called me crazy because I went off. I was like, they're going to fire Bill Belichick. They're going to get Michael Penix Jr. Oh, I don't remember you like, saying the penalty part, like, but I remember you saying Belichick. I agree. You went yeah. on tangent. Yeah, I did. And you guys were like, "Chow's out of nowhere." Anyway, I like I like that. I think you're right. I think you're to your point though. The offensive side of the ball is what needs to be addressed the most on that team. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not even a question because their defense had moments, well, specifically against Tick's Eagles, where they looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, week one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mac Jones should be a backup, maybe a third string guy. And I mean, this guy, yeah, I hope terrible. he doesn't. I hope he's happy and much better. Yeah, I mean, Zappy was so good in college, though. I can't ever throw shade on Zappy. <laughs> yeah, just won me so much money in college. I just couldn't, you know. He, he was, was your, a fucking. He was a dynamo. He was he my was golden goose. He was my golden goose. He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Diego Pavia, SEC starting quarterback next year. How about that's that? right, Mike? He's going to Vanderbilt. He's an, <laughs> SE, he's an SEC starting quarterback. Tick. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I guess so. Sure. Pretty good. Um, pretty good. Got to start the, somewhere if you're Vanderbilt. The Commodores. Got to start oh. somewhere. Oh, um, all right. Uh, let's see. Where did that other question go? Uh, Antonio Pierce, hired by Las Vegas. Um, do you like that move? Do you not like that move? Do you think it helps uh, Vegas get any closer to a championship? Mike, I'll start with you. You know, I thought that Pierce did a pretty admirable job. I mean, he had his players playing very hard for him. Uh, they, they looked good. Uh, at times, of course, they had their moments where they didn't. But, you know, I thought the players uh, really responded well to him. I think he is a player's coach. I think he's a tough-nosed, uh, smash-mouth kind of football coach. Here's the only concern I have was, was this decision made because they really think he's the best guy for the job? Or was no. this decision made because the players were putting yep. so much pressure on upper yeah. management, like Max yes. Crosby saying that you could fucking Devontae trade Adams. Me. Yeah, like I, I just I, that's the one thing you cannot allow that if you're management. Now, if he's your guy, no problem, no problem. But if if that decision is being made off of pressure, peer pressure from from the players, that's 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 dangerous. Yeah, it's Joe, any thoughts? Dangerous. No, I agree with Mikey. I think it's yeah. you know obviously it's a testament to him and his coaching ability that the players are willing to put their necks out for him. And I actually think that if you actually look at, you know, a coach that you would think embodies the Raiders organization, this guy fits it head to toe. I think he's everything that a Raiders, you know, uh, you know, the Raiders organization embodies. He's he grew up in that era, like everything about him. He seems like he would be the Raiders coach. But to Mikey's point, I don't think they actually actively went out and searched for other guys because their best defensive player by far basically made it known that on the record that if he wasn't going to be coaching, that he wasn't going to be interested in playing for them. And Devontae Adams voiced his concerns. So I think, you know, um, because he had some success towards the end of the season and he fit the role well and he played well, I think that they they kind of made it a foregone conclusion. I don't think they went out of their way and really exercised, you know, any other options to the extent that, you know, it was a difficult decision for them to make. But I think I think he'll do well. I think they played tough for him. The Raiders, the second, the last half of the season, you know, the last four or five games, I, I thought that they looked pretty good. I thought that they played very, very hard football. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I think I think it's I think it'll be a good piece for them. I think it'll be a good fit. Yeah, I hope so too. Um they have a they've been having a hard time in the last decade finding a coach. They've really, I mean, with all that Gruden shit and I think they had McDaniels at one point there, and then uh, it's just they they can't find their guy. But hopefully, hopefully they just did. Um, and then let's do one more quick one before we move on to who's a problem. Joe, this one's for you, and it's based off of your who's a problem last week. Sean Strickland lost in the UFC 297 card. 
Uh, just want to give you an opportunity here to to speak on that. Were you, were you happy he lost? Sounds like you might have been happy. Uh, it was kind of a shitty way for him to lose because I don't think he lost the fight based on, you know, um, you know, even they were talking yeah. to Dana White the other day um, at the at the end, you know, the post game conference and Dana White was saying, you know, going into the last round, he thought that it was split and he thought that Strickland won the last round. So this has been an issue. I think I, I've talked about it in the sportsman. I maybe for sure the Bill and the Dumb show. That UFC man, it's as good a product as they put out and as entertaining it is to watch. If you don't get a knockout or a submission, the the judges drastically miss so many times in these fights. And you think one guy's clearly won, and then they find out that it's fucking the other guy who's coming out on top. So um, I think he kind of got screwed a little bit. Maybe karma, man. Maybe karma's a bitch. But... Um, not a fan of Strickland, still not, but I thought he won the fight. So I I, I would have rather him got his ass knocked out and dropped sure. to the fucking canvas. All right. There you go. There you have it. Um, <laughs> let's, move, let's move on here to who's a problem. Uh, Mikey V, who's a problem this week? Uh, can we go to Joe first? Because I'm. I got mine. Sure. sure. Got his. All, All right, Joseph. Good. Who's a problem this week? I'll tell you who's a problem. You want to <laughs> know a guy who keeps running his mouth and has no reason whatsoever to run his mouth or to talk he's been out of the game cam newton needs to shut the hell up did you see this last thing now he's like the only team that i'll come back and play for is atlanta yo atlanta would be better off without him they'd be better with fucking desmond ritter or taylor heineke or whoever the hell else justin fields i mean anybody this guy is removed out of the game. There's been so many times throughout the year where he runs his mouth because he wants to still be relevant. He texts. I don't know if you see, he's created his own language that he texts in, which is the most bizarre yeah, and yeah, infuriating yeah. thing to see. He's so just, true. he's got to do things different. And you know what? It was fine when he was fucking, you know, winning MVPs and going to Super Bowls. That dawn has fucking come to an end. That day has finished. It is closed. The curtain has closed on you. And this guy's trying to peek his head out of the curtain just to get another entourage. Or what, what is it called? Um, What's it called after the, uh, the, the show's finished when you want another show? You want to do one more act after the show's done, Dick? In a oh, 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 encore. Yeah, he oh, wants encore. a fucking encore and he's peeking through the curtains. And I'm sorry, the curtains have been closed long enough. There's no encore. Everybody's left the stadium. They've gone <laughs> home. And this guy thinks people are still waiting for another fucking show. It's done. He's got a... Uh, by the way, it's just everything about him drives me nuts. But yeah, Cam Newton, I'll stop on a... I'll stop before I keep going on a tangent. Cam Newton is an absolute problem. And the guy needs to shut the hell up. Sure. All right, Mikey, who's a problem this week? Yeah, I think uh, my problem this week is going to have to be uh, it's going to have to be this uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. There's uh, oh, another guy wow. who just likes to run his mouth. <laughs> just he's calling out Debo Samuel, and it's just it just makes no like I know Debo's one to chirp back, so it's not like he's, but I just feel like CJ Gardner Johnson, like he he's the guy who punched uh, Javon Wims on or no got punched by Javon Wims on the field when he was on the Saints and the Bears played them in the playoffs. Um, and then he's just always like, I just feel like he's always at the center of like, uh, he just talks shit on everybody, but like, 
he takes it to a whole nother level of of like just calling guys out that are I don't know. He's I done mean, this, but you did it with Debo Samuel too uh, earlier this season. That's what I'm saying. He did, he, and he just did it again, saying like you you know you can't you're not a receiver, you can't run routes and yada yada. And it's a great I player. It's a great who, player. C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I know he is. I just. I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way. This guy, you know, I, I, I just, I hope, I, I hope Debo plays on Sunday and I hope Debo cooks him is what I actually hope happens. So we'll see, but uh, yeah, he's a problem. I just don't care for him. Sure. It sounds like the guy might not even be a problem. You just don't like him. It's yeah. Just I just a... don't like him. Yeah. Well, they normally say if you're going to run, they normally say if you're going to run your mouth, you at least need to back it up. This guy right. does back it up, but apparently that's not enough for Mike V. Well, we'll see I'm if he backs saying, up I'm this not, week. I'm not saying he's not a bad player. I think he's a very good player. I just, I, I just don't, I just don't like the, 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 the calling out of fellow players like that when they didn't do anything to you in the first place. Like, I just don't see the point in doing that. I don't know. Maybe he's doing it just for clicks, but either way, he's a problem. <laughs> uh, all right, my problem this week is Jason Kelsey. Okay. It's a good problem. Oh, I'm, no. I know. I'm just, oh, he's, a, he's a good problem. A good problem. He's a good problem. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, in Philadelphia didn't like the whole shirtless shit at the Chiefs game, like just like a day after we had just lost. Um, but I, 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 I like tired. Didn't he retire? Yeah, I know. He's retiring. Then you, then you can't fucking claim him anymore. That's right. Dude. That's right. And, you know, he's just a loyal guy. He loves his brother, loves his team, wants his family to do well. Oh, he's. Man. And that's the way that he always played in Philadelphia too. He's always had all his guys back and he has his brothers back in that game. He was, he was making a spectacle of himself. He wanted it to be known. He was there. He made that very obvious, but I didn't mind it. I liked it. I, I actually think it's a good problem this week. If one um, of my brothers was a hall of fame, maybe arguably the best tight end to ever play the game. And he was dating Taylor Swift. And I got to go to one of his games. You better bet your fucking ass that I'd make a spectacle out of myself too. <laughs> rooting, rooting, rooting vehemently for him. It was like a brutal loss. Mike, Mike if you thing. came off a brutal loss the day before, that would be tough. It wasn't the day before. It was the week before. It was he the week retired. Before. He it retired. Was Tick. Is that... He didn't just enjoy himself. He retired. He retired. Maybe he, maybe he can't retired. enjoy himself. The no, man, I agree. I agree. I'm saying the he's a good man. Ball. Delivered all pro seasons, season after season, and he won a Super Bowl Love for him. Philly. God yeah. bless him. He's a hero. Erect a statue. <laughs> If he if he uh, if he had not retired, I could see people being yes. upset with it. Yes, I really. But he retired. He's I done. Agree. Yeah, because yeah, if he doesn't retire, it doesn't he's a show. Yeah, so you like don't. You do just that. lost a terrible game and a terrible end of the season. You 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 wait a little bit before you pull a stunt like that. Yeah, he's retired. But he's it's done. It's a real man. shame. He's. He won, he won you guys a Super Bowl. No, I know. I, I love him. I go to Disney World, let him, you know, get his flowers and just leave. He's a good problem for me. I, I'm, I'm saying it. I don't mind it. I'm just, it's just, it was It was tough to see. It was, too, it. It was too soon for me. But that's all right. It's all right. Love him. Hero. Wreck the statue. Um, all right. Let's move on to viewer questions. We'll run through a few of these guys, get to your guys' questions, and then we will get out of here. Uh, first question comes from Jackson Patron. My friend, who's a diehard Bills fan, cried in front of all the other guys following the Bills game. Is that okay? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not okay. I tell you what, if it's a fucking had, game, man. If they had won and he cried, I'd say maybe it is okay. I'd say if they had won and he cried, 
maybe it is okay, but to lose and cry, man, that's tough. That's a tough look. I lost. I lost and cried in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There you go. But I was I was six or seven years old. I I teared. When, <laughs> I teared up when Ohio State won the national championship the last that's time right. with Urban Meyer. I did. That's right. I, I agree. I agree. I think crying's yeah. for winners. I think. Yeah. I think. You know. And I was. Tears of joy are okay. I yeah, just get I, I just get furiously angry when my teams lose a game like that. I'd be so angry. I wouldn't cry. I'd be just so angry. Yeah, I think you 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 cry when you you win, and it's been yes. a while to be I honest. I think anger is a more um, susceptible, acceptable, you know, emotion than than crying and sadness and, sure. and despair. Dishes nothing. You're gonna find me hanging. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember when Nick Sirianni was crying before the fucking Super Bowl after yes, the national anthem? Yes, yes. Fucking loser! But yeah, cry when you yeah. win, you idiot. That was for the country, man. He was patriotic. Cry when it's know? over. We got it on tape. You can watch it again. Um. All right, moving on here. Next question. Good. Thanks for that question. That was a good one. Yeah, um. And the answer is no. Uh, next question comes from Carson Pavlik. Uh, if you could, uh, if you could each make one NFL rule change, what would it be? I, I know what mine would be. Okay. And I think we might've even talked about it. I think defensive pass interference should change to a 15 yard penalty. It's a great one. I think it, it has way too much of an impact on the game and it's, and, and especially the fact of, uh, how serious a call it is. There's really no standard. Like it really varies game to game by how the refs are calling the game. Sometimes they let them play more. Sometimes you have an officiating crew that doesn't. I don't really think it's 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 really standard across the board and called the same way that something else like an offsides call would be where it's black or white. Um, and I think that it just has too much of an impact to the point where I think sometimes you see these quarterbacks throw the ball downfield just in the hope of, uh, you know, having a, a defensive player hold the, you know, the player and, and get a, you know, a 40 yard penalty. The reason I also think it's, it's unfair is because, uh, you know, an offensive pass interference is in fact, um, you know, 15 yards, right. Or is it 10 yards? Offensive like, pass interference. Yeah. It's 15, 10 yards. 15, it's 15. Isn't it? I think it is. I think it's 15. But my point is that you don't get, 40 yards tacked on if you get an offensive pass yeah, for years. Right. And oftentimes these offensive players and the defensive players, they're jarring, they're oh, fighting 10 yards. for the ball. 10, 10, yards, 10 yards. Yeah, 10 yeah. Yards. so 10 yards for an offensive pass interference. And if it's the other side, it's, you know, I see sometimes it's 30, 40 yards. Spot foul, yeah, wherever, wherever it was uh, took place. Mikey? Uh, if the NFL should change anything, it's overtime, in my opinion. I know they adjusted the overtime rule. It made it somewhat better. The NFL should do exactly what college football does, except instead of starting from the 25, you start from the 50. Start from the 50-yard line, same exact rules, match the points. If a team scores a touchdown, you can match it. If you don't, you lose. After two overtimes, you got to go for a two-point conversion. College overtime is the perfect overtime. It's perfect. Yeah. The NFL, just for whatever reason, they never want to fucking change anything. Uh, that is the one thing that I would like because, because you know, you get these two teams like the Chiefs and, and, and the Bills, and we saw they basically changed that overtime rule because of that game. 
But still, in a game like that, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because the game was over because the Chiefs scored the touchdown in the first possession. So that overtime change of rule wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game, but they say that was the game that changed the overtime rule. It's asinine. Huh. Each team should have the opportunity to touch the ball no matter what, unless obviously, you know, the guy quarterback throws a pick six, then the game is over. That's fine because both teams technically have touched the ball at that point. Started at the 50, college overtime rules. That's what I would do. Oh, like you want at the 50. Yeah, because if you do it at the 25 with the NFL, I think that's just too ridiculous with these field goal kickers. You know, that's an automatic field goal already. Uh, yeah. You know, pros, you put it at the 50, that's not an automatic kick. You get it to the 40, that ain't automatic either. So I would say start it at the 50, move it back 25 more yards. And I think that would be great, actually. I think it would be really cool if they did that. But they won't. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't. Um, I would say, I don't know, I... You know what I just fucking hate that I wish was ran differently? It still obviously should be a penalty. But the way that roughing the passer is handled infuriates me. The way it's called one way for certain quarterbacks and not for other quarterbacks. And how you can hit a guy uh, while the ball's still in his hand and they're still going to call it. Like, there should be a a real amount of time. I don't know if it's a half second, if it's a second, that once the ball has left the guy's hand, then you can no longer hit him. Or, Or before. Something more set in stone other than just like, that didn't look good. Roughing the passer. It's just it's yeah. just a horribly subjective call that I, I wish could be amended in, in, in some way. Or just do without it. They're football players. Let them get hit. Um, <clears throat> all right. We'll move on. Let's do one more question. Comes from Owen Hall. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Mexican, Chinese, Italian food. What are you God. going with? Mexican, Chinese, Italian? Yeah. Oh it's a tough one. Oh, that's easy for me. That's easy. Really? Yeah, I listen. I love good Mexican, but I'm killing Mexican. I'm fucking oh. Chinese, and I'm marrying Italian food because Italian food I could eat that every night. Now Chinese I could too, but if I did, I would probably weigh eight thousand pounds. <laughs> so like when I when I order Chinese, like I'm fucking it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fucking it. like I'm not making love to Chinese. I'm fucking it dirty. You know what I mean? Like that's just I'm going doggy on that on that egg roll, dog. Sure, like I, that's just I, I'm going. That's a dirty move, Chinese bro. It, it really is, but that's that's what it is. And God bless it. I love it. So yeah, I'd kill Mexican, fuck Chinese, marry um, uh, Italian, and that's food we're talking about. So I want that emphasized. It's food. That's right. Okay, it's food. It's food. <laughs> Joe. You, you can never be too uh, PR friendly. You, know? <laughs> you got to be careful, got, Joe. I'm a married man. You know, you got, you got, you got to look out. Tries to, you know, you got to look out for yourself. I would, I would, I would say, I would say that that's right. I, I, I love a good Mexican meal, but Me I too. can't, I can't imagine never having Chinese food again. No, that's, no. that's really, that's really hard to come to grips with. Um, yeah. That being said, Italian is in my blood. I mean, it's just it's 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 almost blasphemous. If Remember, you, you give up Ital- Italian. If you give up Italian, you're giving up macaroni. You're giving up pizza. I mean, you, oh, for, yeah. that's you can't. Nobody could do that. Nobody. I, I could I could live just off of pasta for the rest of my life. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, I would I would definitely marry Italian food, uh, Chinese food. I'll fuck around tell about it <laughs> talk about it um and unfortunately the uh the odd man out is the uh the gringo mexican food so that's sad what does that even mean the gringo mexican food isn't I'm, gringo I'm a, a white guy yeah, yeah that's, i'm that's the white guy that's i'm correct. the white guy killing the mexican food okay all right um i'll italian's the obvious mary i mean there's just you're just you're just a fool if you go any other way yeah 
I'm going to I'm going to switch it up though. I'm going to I'm going to fuck the Mexican uh food. I'm going to fuck the- <laughs> Now, what, food. What, what would you? Now, so take, 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 take us not like Chinese. Chinese. No, take I, I like love Chinese. Chinese, but when There's you no see them you fuck around with Panda Express. Yeah, sure. No, I I love Chinese, but when you live in California for as long as I have, and the Mexican food is as stellar as it is—street sure. tacos, burritos, sure. yeah. uh, fajitas. I mean, Joe, we're talking about never going to Javier's again, my friend. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I love Chinese food. I really fucking do. But I, I, I just got. I'm gonna go with the Mexican here. That's gonna be my. Once you come back to Florida, I feel like. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're gonna get good Chinese again. My question, um, if this question was all Asian food, I think I would take it over Italian. I think I would. What do you mean all Asian food? So not just Chinese, oh, but like, like Japanese, Thai, oh, Vietnamese. Oh, 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 oh. I think if you put in wow. all, if you put in like sushi, yeah, you and can't do that. Because you, how could you just generalize Italian and then say, well, all of because Italian how could you, is how could you Italian is so much a, better than anything else? You can't else. say a country versus a continent. You can't do that. You can't say all of Asian Asian food against all of Italy. I'm saying that would be fair. the one way that I would not choose to marry Italian. Well, then you'd have to give Italy. Wait, then you'd have to give European fare, all European. Now you're talking Spanish, Greek, food. Greek. You're talking, you're talking Greek, Mediterranean. Food. Yeah. Damn. I mean, now you're talking. There's a lot there, Joe. I'd still take Asian. Wow. Would Joe or uh, Mikey? Would you take Asian food versus European over food? European? Think no, about it. Ramen and sushi and teppanyaki. Well, the good thing is I don't Chinese. have to because the good thing I don't have to because I could still fuck the Asians whenever I want because I'm <laughs> fucking them. What is I'm horrible. marrying the Europeans, I'm fucking the Asians. Oh Jesus. The food, and, the Asian food. The food that's right. That's right. And the Mexicans are still clear gone. Clear as crystal. Clear as crystal. That's right. The food. We're right. talking about. So don't try the and food. twist my words. Don't try and pretzel me. It's uh, fuck marry kill food. Food. All right. It's a double bonus episode, but it's just the one this week. It's just under two hours. We're sorry about that, but we'll get back to the two hours. Or the two episodes, rather, next Hey, listen, week. we still did two hours. Still did two. Sportsman. However sure did. you want to shake it. We want to slice it. We we, we got our time in. We, we, we came to work. And guess what our hourly wage is? Less than minimum. Zero. Goose egg. But we do it because we love you guys. It's That's for correct. You. It's for you. It's not for us. As, uh, as Kelsey does. Please, Baltimore, please take care of business, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. We love Fuck you, boys. Up. All right, guys, till next week. That was another edition of The Sportsman. Love you guys.